Welcome to Season 4, Episode 11 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons, and a fifth season that I'm going to be more disappointed in than I will be in about five minutes when we're on Kingdom Hearts Talks for the next hour. Today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 11 of Fringe, Making Angels. My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. Hi, I'm Charlie. And I'm David Nortz, (laughs) Seeker of Darkness. Come with me, Zora, and I will show you that Kingdom Hearts is darkness. So, so I'm I'm really interested. Do we make it through all of season three of Fringe without having like a, a greater than ten minute Kingdom Hearts discussion? Oh, definitely not. I, I what do you like, mean? I I don't know. It just feels like it's been a while. Um, and I was so happy about that, and then fucking it's smash there's, reveal, and there's I got been depressed. no. <laughs> There's been no Kingdom Hearts news until we found out that the newest Kingdom Hearts game is Smash Brothers Ultimate. Because it's going to somehow be canon in the Kingdom Hearts uh, verse. Aren't you excited for Mario to be in Kingdom Hearts like 3.1.5 or something? They're going to they're gonna find Sora in Kingdom Hearts 4 and he's going to be like, yeah, I was just fighting Mario. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Sora went. I will legitimately be upset if Kingdom Hearts 4 is a Nintendo exclusive. <laughs> I don't want to play that on my shitty Switch. I want to play that on my awesome PS5. Well, they're releasing the new Kingdom Hearts game, but they're doing it with... Uh, or they're releasing the three Kingdom Hearts games on Switch, but they're doing it cloud gaming style. Not, it's, the, it's the complete series. Yeah, but what I mean is that it's not actually running on the Switch hardware, you're just streaming no, it. No, I, yeah, I know. But you said three Kingdom Hearts games, like there's only three, and yeah. not nine. <laughs> but Aren't I mean, there only three? They're releasing the three compendium games. Yeah, can we, so there's Kingdom Hearts, I'm not even going to try, because all the subtitles are so stupid. What do you mean? Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, then right, there Chain was of then there was just Kingdom Hearts 2, nice and simple, one spin-off game. Then there was Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days, Kingdom Hearts Recoded, which was the remake of the mobile game Kingdom Hearts Coded. Then Birth there was Kingdom Sleep. Hearts Birth by Sleep, which was on the PSP. Then there was Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, which was on the 3DS. Um, and then Kingdom Hearts 3. And then yeah. Kingdom Hearts Melody. There was also the mobile game, uh, (laughs) Kingdom Hearts Kai or something. Basically, David and I love Kingdom Hearts, and we've been so starved of news that just seeing Sora as part of Smash Brothers makes me want to go back and play all those games. Do it. Do it again. (laughs) Um, I got real nervous because Sakurai was like, oh, Sora handles very much as he does in the original Kingdom Hearts. And I was like, you don't don't want that. That's clunky and awkward as shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's the Ouch. worst smash character he controls like he does in his ps2 days <laughs> listen he's just he's just like you know boy form jigglypuff is basically what it looks like <laughs> he is light and floaty he can only he move is... six axes <laughs> uh, oh nick you never played beyond kingdom hearts one so you don't know how good the controls get i didn't i didn't play kingdom hearts one even can we do a Let's Play series of Nick playing the Kingdom Hearts games? <laughs> and us trying to explain the plot to him as he goes along. So, so Charlie, that thing that you watched, that plot explanation and you going, all that the, what they've said is basically more or less correct, 
pisses me off so much because at one point they're like, but the bad guy's good guy's clone was actually a bad guy. Uh, yeah. Okay. They ad- but, yeah. No, no, they David, adore. David, Nick, you need to understand. So the yeah. main villain of the first game was named Ansem. And everyone's like, okay, Ansem is a bad guy. Except it turns out, also spoilers for Kingdom Hearts if you haven't touched that franchise. And even then, maybe not. It turns out Ansem's not a bad guy. He's a good guy. It was a bad guy who was pretending to be Ansem. Yeah, because that then, wasn't Ansem. That's not that was actually ori- someone else. And you're like, oh, this is Xehanort. But no, it's not even Xehanort. It's Xehanort's Heartless, which is what happens to somebody when they lose their heart. They become well, heartless. Well, not necessarily. Because... And the heart is different from a soul. <laughs> not necessarily. Because you also get the person's nobody, which is their body that was left over. Yeah, the heart, once it turns to darkness, becomes a heartless. And their body is left behind as a husk. And if their soul, or will, as it's called in the game, is strong enough, then the nobody appears. And so, as the, part of this exercise, we should all give ourselves nobody names. It's an anagram of your original name, but with an X added in somewhere. Uh, huh. So, so by the way, while, while David's deciding about that, I also showed that clip to my roommate, um, who completely agreed with me that that is what you guys sound like. Um, when Dax Ivid. Ivid. <laughs> I am Dax Ivid. There's a space no, in between. You're Vixad. Oh, Vixad is also really good. Yeah. I don't know what Nick would be. Uh, Hickson. Oh, I guess if you oh, use yeah. Nick's full Nick name, was. yeah. See, that would be something in the game where they only call his original character Nick, and then the nobody is like <laughs> well, Sal Hickson. Wasn't that the plot reveal for like one of the characters? <laughs> like, wasn't that literally a plot reveal? Sorry, Sal Hickson, because it would have to be C-I-N to end that there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just did my name backwards, but then added an X in, in the spot that makes sense. Oh, well, you did it wrong then. The X should be somewhere doesn't make sense. Licks rash. <laughs> I could go with licks what? rash. What? Where did you? Where did you get? Where'd you get the L- R? I, and where'd the L- end go? Sorry, did you get the R from my name? I'm <laughs> oh, doing me now, name. Nick. Not everything's oh, about, okay. you. about you. L i x r a c h e. This was oh. fun. <laughs> what have you guys right. been up to? Other than digging deep through Kingdom Hearts lore for this exact conversation. Um, I, I have potentially a thesis defense date, um, as long as the paperwork that needs to be filed, um, and needs to be signed by the appropriate parties gets submitted before Friday. Nick, um, what's a thesis defense date? What's a thesis defense date? Um, well, David, you see, you, you write, when you do a master's, when you do a thesis-based master's, you write a, th- a full thesis, like the thing that I have, and it's like 100 pages or something. 123. Um, uh, no, it's 144 right now. Um, anyways, uh, so you write that shit, um, and then you're like, all right, cool, I'm done. And then they go, no, that's, that, that's not enough. Um, y- you got to be able to prove to us not only through writing this that you know your subject, but you also need to be able to present it and then answer questions about it. So you make a short presentation. It's only like 20 minutes of a presentation explaining your work. And then you get asked questions by, you know, your like evaluators who are just professors um, and are considered like experts in the field um, for about an hour. Uh, (laughs) So you do a little presentation and then they tear you to shreds for an hour and you have to defend that 
appropriately. Um, and yep, that's that's what I get to do. But if I do that well, um, and they're like, "Yep, you're you know your stuff. You can have a master's." Then I can like graduate and stuff. It'll be great. Yeah, and then you can start your PhD. Nope. <laughs> oh wait, no. You want to go do your PhD in one of those Nordic countries where you get a sword, right? Yes, that would be cool, but also not right now. Uh, they give you, but a like sword also, if you're doing, if, you, if you're not your, uh... doing, if you're not doing your PhD for a top hat and a sword, then what are you doing it for? Seriously, uh... seriously. Imagine getting to defend your like PhD thesis, and they're like, "Congratulations, here's your sword." You now. display that shit with your degree. It's amazing. Now, defend well, yourself. Sorry, sorry. It's congratulations, doctor. Here's your sword. That leads me into one of the craziest pre-9-11 stories I've heard, where one of my cousins graduated from a military school, and naturally you get a saber, um, flew home, just had the saber as a carry-on on a plane. Man. Like, what, what the fuck were they doing? He could have um, taken that plane over single-handedly with that sword. They were also weren't checking for shoe bombs. Mm. either back then because you know shoe bombs have taken so many lives they how haven't. many have they taken none have they ever found any shoe bombs well one person tried and failed to ignite a shoe bomb once and that's why they check shoes hey man you, I you don't know what's the story. in those shoes <laughs> look, look at all the drugs you can smuggle in those shoes just decriminalize all drugs just for fuck's sake oh well, yeah december 22nd 2001 Number of deaths, zero. Injuries, non-fatal, zero. Yep, but now we have to take our shoes off now forever because of that. I don't know. That's not a big deal. Thanks, Richard Reed. Well, yeah, it's not a big deal, except that it's just fucking fucking theater for the TSA to act like they actually do something when actually they're the most incompetent government agency in the fucking world. Hey, don't look look at how competent our TSA agent is in this this, uh, universe here. (laughs) He's a murderer. (laughs) <laughs> see so competent anyways what i've been doing i've been dying at work fucking hell Yay. one of the uh so there are three leads in our team i'm one of them uh even though i get paid the regular normal consultant wage which is not what no man that's besides the point um and one of them is on vacation he was he's been on vacation all this week and he'll be on vacation for another week. And the other one's leaving for a different bank next week. <laughs> so I've been doing three leads worth of work. And I want to die. <laughs> Have you tried that, though? Dying? Trying to die? Uh, I feel like the bank won't let me. <laughs> Especially because we have a rush project that they want to get from uh, dev work to implementation by the 30th. And I... It, every day is a struggle, and I want to strangle everyone. Yeah, okay. I would too with three and a half weeks of dev time. Well, no, dev needs to be done so I can start my QA process, and then we got to hand that off to because it's a huge, it's a, a global, it's a like nationwide bank, and it's, um, it's a client based change they want to make done. Oh, God. So we got to figure out all the packaging do all the testing, test the packages. They're doing a rush job on the package, so I've got to do a separate test to make sure it doesn't break anything. <laughs> and then they've got to deploy it countrywide by the 30th, and I want to die. Yeah, I would too. Well, David, that, that sounds terrible. 
That's I've been why playing I, video games. I hate you. <laughs> I discovered that the the World Ends With You sequel, which is technically a part of the Kingdom Hearts universe because it's by the same like game director. Listen, he keeps denying the <laughs> fact that they're connected, even though Sora ends up in Shibuya. <laughs> no, fucking the characters are in a level in Dream Drop Distance. You interact with right. Neku and Beat and Josh. They are, but his All his right. explanation is that it's an alternate universe version of them. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, right. the, se- the sequel to that game came out, and it is actually phenomenal in terms of game and as a sequel. Because a lot of times it's bad sequels are like, oh, look, fan service. All your favorite characters are back. And in this one, they're like, hey, here's some new characters. You won't hate them because they're fun. And we'll sprinkle in some of the old ones here. And I'm like, ah, this makes me happy. And the music is still good. God, those soundtracks are good. Go buy Neo, The World Ends With You. And then go find an old copy or buy it on the Switch of The World With You. Because I want a third game. And Squeenix won't do it if it sells poorly. Or come come join me in climbing the ladder of uh, Storybook Brawl. A game that I have learned that I can, you know, play decently well. Go to your local bank and close your account, please, for my sanity. <laughs> but David, which bank? Just whatever bank you're with, go and close your account, please. Ask for all your money back, but ask for it in gold. <laughs> and close your bank account, please. Uh, all right, what's the fucking right. TV guide or whatever let's, let's, shit let's we're get doing it, let's today? Let's get into this episode here. Um, all right, the TV guide for this episode reads... And, and Ast- I have fucking four hours of training tomorrow <laughs> from four to Astrid eight. Astrid gets a fucking... surprise visit. <laughs> Dumb agile certification shit I need to do. <laughs> from her counterpart. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and I have to do it on Friday too. In the alternate universe. <laughs> we good, David? And I get to come back from Thanksgiving. <laughs> Peter and Olivia are over. on the trail of a killer. <laughs> what does that killer right. have, Nick? What does that killer have? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> tell me. I tell me what weapon. I have to talk over David more at this point. <laughs> Tell me what weapon the killer has and define it for I, me I, I chronologically. I'm pretty sure I got. I'm pretty sure I got to start from the start again. I've kind of <laughs> lost my train of thought. So let's 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 roll this back up to the top. Astrid gets a surprise visit from her counterpart in the alternate universe. Peter and Olivia are on the trail of a killer equipped with a toxic weapon that defies chronological description. What does that mean? <laughs> yep. Hey, you can't man. defy it. You can't define it chronologically. You can't de- describe it chronologically. Like, do you? Can I tell you that it's blue two minutes after I tell you that it's silver? Like, that makes no sense. Don't worry about it. Do Do they mean defies chronological understanding? That still makes no sense. Well. Let's not worry about that right now. Instead, let's let's think about happier things, like, like a cancer. guy getting diagnosed with cancer. Um, and then the, you know, then yeah. hits, this this one hits a little bit close to home for me, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, he got told he has good odds, though. Like ninety five percent. Yeah, only one in twenty people get like the can't beat this. It's like a small mole that uh, is a malignant carcinoma. And it's like only one patient fails to beat a tumor this small. You would have to be sad That's... and weak. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. 
I have I have seen I have seen the odds from the other side and fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah, is... no, cancer odds always almost always suck. Cancer the, the the really the really shitty thing about cancer odds is that's to beat it that's to beat this edition of it that's not yeah, to beat cancer back. period just it's... like EA always coming back with the same shit again um hey David are you calling EA sports franchises literal cancer yes good they just want um, you to feel yeah, a sense of accomplishment surprise mechanics. <laughs> Uh, I'm really but, gonna have to rely on you guys to carry this episode. I hope you're aware. Uh, but yeah, it's okay. We we it's okay, David. We got uh, this. dudes. Dudes at a bus uh, bus shelter waiting. Uh, bus shelter? What? Yeah, bus shelter. David, those are what those are called. It's okay. <laughs> it sounded you you really emphasized that s. It sounded like you were saying bush. <laughs> it's okay, Charlie. I believe in you. We don't don't listen to the spooky David. You can talk over him. I've done it. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a ghost. <laughs> oh no, Spooky David's here. Ooh, uh, yeah, he's exactly. just sitting. He's I sitting died at... from too much QA work. Oh. Died from hey, to editor sure David, code just compiles. mute David for a little bit. <laughs> editor David, you know what to do. I believe in you. Editor David's going to drag this out. <laughs> editor David hates David more than David hates David. <laughs> It looks like your div is five centimeters off center. Please recompile. Wait, why, why are you giving... Wait, hold on. Why are you giving me those in centimeters and not like <laughs> pixels or EM? I used a ruler. <laughs> David, I hate it. Anyways. <laughs> I very much hate it. But yeah, he's just sitting on a bench waiting for a bus, and this random guy sits down and is like, oh, hey, by the way, you're going to die. Yeah, he gives, he gives an amazing pep talk. Um, you're, you're going to be that one in 20 where you're just going to die, and I'm going to lay it out in excruciating detail. And the dude's like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? The doctor said I'll be fine. And then a bus drives by, and then when the bus... When the tie shouts, move that bus, there's just a dead body behind the bus <laughs> and not a new house. What do you mean? They didn't transform? Look at how nice this bus shelter is. Are you telling me that it wasn't, like, decrepit before and then, you know? No, because there's just... no oddly specific things to a five-year-old that they're like, surely this kid up through his mid to late teens will still enjoy, like, dinosaurs and wants that to be the entire theme of his bedroom forever. But, like, think about how cool it is at that moment, though. Oh, no, it's how, super cool, but it's just, how like... How many of those families just sell that house immediately? Who's buying that house? Who's, who's buying that house? Also, they fuck with the property values of everyone in the neighborhood. Ch Chinese businessmen who need to hide money offshore? It, they don't live in Vancouver. Ooh, whoa! whoa. <laughs> Don't think that's right. <laughs> what are you talking all, about? All David, Chinese... all David was doing was trying to make it was trying to make a reference to the Pandora Papers. I'm sure. Oh, oh I thought man. he was talking about the vast amount of Asian investment in Canadian real estate. There's also that, of which an enormous amount is in Vancouver. Capitalism is broken. Anyways, <laughs> bus station. <laughs> David, the guy, guy is dead. Buddy's buddy, buddy's dead. <laughs> Um, but he didn't die of cancer, and he didn't have a slow and excruciating death. Um, so at least did he? Because he's crying blood. 
I'm sure he's fine. I'm sh listen, quick painless death. Like they they move that bus and he's fine. Also, nobody on the bus notices this. Um Sometimes blood just comes is, out guess, and it doesn't hurt. I I guess that's completely normal for buses. Like if I'm sitting on a bus and a guy like you know, pepper sprays a dude at, at, sitting at the bus stop <laughs> and then walks on my bus, I'm probably afraid, but I probably wasn't looking at the window to see the pepper spraying. Uh I probably assumed that guy had it coming to him, and I shouldn't piss off the dude with the pepper spray. You don't want to be next. This is also this is public transport. I'm not taking my eyes off my phone. You don't <laughs> look at other people on the bus, Nick. If you do, you're a psychopath. Oh no! No, you, <laughs> no. And I Charlie, like I'm pretty watch. sure you're the psychopath. <laughs> I always people watch. It's fun. Exactly. It's mm. how you. Anyways, it's how you learn. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> something um, our next character we see needs a lot of. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's our cold open. Let's let's hop into the episode. David has fucked with everything so far, and I, I, I don't know, man. Don't blame me. I'm slightly blaming. Blame, you. blame the two uh, leads at David's job who <laughs> fucked him over <laughs> and left me with zero brain power. Uh, I hope you're excited for D&D &D tomorrow. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I'm so afraid. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's turn to Astrid in a weird turn of events where we're, like, seeing, um, like, military Astrid. Agent um, Farnsworth. Agent Farnsworth, as I guess we'll refer to her. Um, That's how she's referred like, to in the show, too. That's fair. Um, like... We actually get like some screen time of her, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah, she's over in Blue Universe. Yeah, for whatever reason. Um, I really like the like red highlights in her hair to really, you know, like like really, really let you know she's from Red Universe. I so yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna see... say really let you know she's autistic. <laughs> oh no. Well, no, it, it, to really let you know that she's that she's with the Russians. Yeah. But, you know, that's beside the point. <laughs> but we uh, get a whole scene with her going through the security stuff, and she steps out into the light, and she, like, she has these like, red highlights on her, on her face through the lighting, and she looks out, and we can see that it is the uh, uh, copperized uh, Statue of Liberty, so we're on our universe. And, I think you mean oxidized? Yes, oxidized. It's made of copper, which oxidized. But when I really thought for some reason she just got red highlights, like <laughs> I was just like, oh, so that's how they're gonna make them look different. Is they're gonna give her red highlights? Like, had we? I I had never noticed the red highlights before. I'm sure they're there. Um, I don't think she actually has red highlights. I think she's just it's the lighting. But it very much looks like she just dyed the tips of her hair red. Oh no, she I, no, those are definitely red highlights, dude. Yeah, no, there's no way those aren't. If, Does she if have them look... in the but like in yeah, the next scene yeah. she doesn't no, have she, them really. She she does. Oh they are there. I guess I it's think only that really... we just never notice because she's constantly in dark, spooky fringe office. Um and huh. that's where she lives. So you you can't see the red highlights. That's crazy. She has yeah, just like a couple curls here and there are red. Then yeah. we get a building? No, we get. Well, no, we cut back over. We cut in, back over to uh, yeah. Red Universe. Fringe where, Division. They're uh, freaking out because they're like, "Hey, how did someone get through to the other universe without any authorization?" Right. They're like, "They're like, who who does do the authorizations?" And Burroughs is like, "Agent Farnsworth." And they're like, "Can she authorize herself?" 
Like, obviously, yes. she has. <laughs> Folivia first is like, what, do we have a double agent? Is someone defected? And it's like, nope, it was Farnsworth. And she authorized herself. Fuck, we should have thought this through, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, this feels like, like the sort of thing that you need two sign-offs on, not one. Yeah, <laughs> like, or maybe Broyles should be doing by himself every single time. Well, we know Burroughs is a shapeshifter, so let's not give him that power. I, yeah. I know, but this I, seems like the normal thing that even, like, not shapeshifter Broyles was doing. This is what happens when you militarize <laughs> just a force of weird people, I guess. <laughs> you just um, people. You just assume that they'll always act the same. They're human, so they act differently sometimes. And Folivia's um, yeah, like, so- oh, I'm sure she had a good reason or something. Oh, I'm Folivia. I'm bad at my job. <laughs> and Bros is like, yes, of course she had a reason. She never does anything without a reason. She's a but, savant. Well, they know what the reason is. They, they, they know what the reason Like, at least Folivia knows what the reason is. She's like, hey, let's, let's not, like, write, raise all the red alerts and, and think that Astrid has defected at this point. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I know what this is. I, I'll go find her. Let me and go Bro's by like, myself. Well, I guess... <laughs> Bros is like, well, I guess because I've given you permission to sign off on yourself, I guess you can go. Uh, <laughs> don't need to ask me. I guess anyone can do whatever the fuck they want these days. <laughs> There was Bros kicks a chair as he runs out like a petulant child. The <laughs> super high heel kicks. What's the point of uh, being the colonel if no one listens to me? Ooh. David Robert Jones uh, says he'd give me a better assignment next time. Oh wait, fuck. What? <laughs> Sorry, I mean Jones. Alright. Right. We're five minutes in, guys. I come on. Uh, let's let's swap over to Blue Universe, but again, um, and we're in the lab now with Walter and Peter, um, and we're continuing to get um, Walter being way more okay with Peter. Um, like the 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 switch is flipped, um, everything is fine now, at least mostly, and yeah. to the point where you know Walter's <laughs> even like, yeah, you know what? I think I think I want some eggs. I was dreaming about some eggs. I think we should make some. Yeah, and Peter's like, you have eaten twice in three hours. We really need to get Please. back to work. And he's like, the other boy who I play chess with doesn't starve me. I don't like you anymore. Walter says the most controversial thing in the world, which is, I like Lincoln more than you. <laughs> is that Lincoln or is that the child? No, no that's, it's that's definitely Lincoln. Lincoln. Because that's then Lincoln. Peter's, like, Peter's like, well, anyways, he's at his godchild's birthday party. Which is code word for marrying his dead partner's <laughs> wife and formally adopting his children. Which is the explanation for why Lincoln's not in this episode. <laughs> was the actor doing other stuff at the same time as this nope, show? Nope, he was in the previous scene. Uh... Oh shit, right. Well, no, I'm just wondering if the... Was the actor in like a concurrently running show and had limited set time? Maybe the writers just um, didn't like it. But him. anyways, well... Well, Charlie, well, Charlie <laughs> figures out what, what else the, the actor of Lincoln was doing. Um, we have uh, Peter going away to go do his stuff, um, and Astrid comes in, um, and Walter's like, ah, yes, Astro, let's make some, uh, let's make some eggs. Um, and um, this Astrid actually corrects Walter, which freaks him the fuck out, um, but also causes him to call her by the right name. Like, every single time from now on, all it takes is correcting Walter once and you're good to go, it turns out. 
Yeah, that's one of the nice touches about this episode is he never messes up Agent Farnsworth's name. He always calls her yeah. Astrid. Is it a nice touch or is just Walter an asshole? <laughs> like Walter seems <laughs> Is so here's the question. Is Walter an absent minded asshole? but also understands what someone's grieving and knows to put in a little bit of effort then? Like, is, is he just like an empathetic asshole? He might be. Or is he going, man, I'm sure this would piss off Astro if I keep calling Astrid the right name. <laughs> he, you're right. He could just be a sociopath. That is the other option. We do know that he's missing literal parts of his brain. So, uh... But yeah, but yeah, they quickly um, figure out, found, oh, hey, this we, isn't good. What what are you doing here? And she goes on a whole like weird thing about her wandering around, um, at which point uh, I think he calls other Astrid and uh, Olivia in and is like, hey, uh, this, this shouldn't be happening. Um, yep. And um, we get the meeting of the two Astrids. This is the first time that we've got the meeting of the two Astrids. Interesting. Cool. Because we've gotten all the other two characters in, like, the same room point. Uh, except for Peter, obviously. We um, haven't seen Charlie and Charlie. <laughs> well, yeah, because they don't exist anymore. No, Charlie exists. Who are those characters? In Red Universe, Charlie right. exists. He's just banging Bug Girl on their honeymoon. <laughs> for for an entire season. <laughs> okay, so if I... If Bug Girl doesn't come back pregnant, I swear to God. <laughs> There's... There's two other TV shows that Seth Gable, who plays Lincoln Lee, was in in the, like this roughly the same time. One of which was Arrow, where he plays huh. the Count in three episodes. Okay. And the other one is a one-episode bit on the show Ironside. And Ironside is the cop show where the main character is a disabled cop, and he's in a wheelchair. So... Wait, I thought that was a community joke. No, no, like Ironside was a real show. Was that a real show? It's a real show. I thought that was a joke. His name is Robert uh -huh. T. Ironside, and it just so happens that he's in a metal wheelchair. So wait, is that clip I saw of the dude in the wheelchair going, you missed this, and pointing to a gun under a bed a real thing? Maybe? Because then the partner goes like, oh, I don't know how I missed this. And the guy in the wheelchair goes, well, I guess when your view's different. Was the partner an Asian guy? I think so. Was, it, was the partner Kenneth Choi? I don't remember. <laughs> I thought that was a fever dream. <laughs> Take a look at the casting list and tell me if anyone jumps out at you. But yeah, totally fucking forgot that this was a show. Man, the mid-2000s were awesome. <laughs> TV oh in the mid- The God. TV in the, like, late 2000s, early 2010s was, was quite the thing. Oh, no, it only ran for nine episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, if it had run for five episodes, could we have done a miniseries on it? What do you mean? That would have been season two of Force <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, I kind of really want to do a miniseries on it anyways. We could just watch it in our own time. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's, let, let's get back into the episode, though, Wait, guys. was this a remake um, of another movie? Why am I seeing something else called Ironside in the similarly ofs? <laughs> Wait, eight right. seasons? In 1969? <laughs> what? Ran for nine years? Ah, right. uh, TV well, in the and late Charlie 90s. Are freaking Harrison Ford was in this? 
wheelchair-bound detective Robert T. Ironside battles the bad guys in the streets of San Francisco. No. What? Guys. <laughs> guys, no. There was also two TV movies. <laughs> the Return of Ironside. <laughs> what? All right. <laughs> Alright. It's definitely a remake because they're the same name. It's Robert T. Ironside in both. Oh, you know, this was this was the period of time where they were resurrecting old cop shows because they also did uh, Life on Mars again. (laughs) It's real. (laughs) I feel like we just solved like an unknown want that David's had for years since seeing that community episode. How do I watch this? All right. <laughs> All right. While David does that, while David does that, I'm going to I'm going to try and bring us back now. So, we basically what we're getting here is Astrid's dad has died, um or Agent Farnsworth's uh dad has died and she is grieving and she's come over to the other side to try and hear more from our Astrid because she knows that, you know, the the two Astrids are different. Um and is trying to seek some solace uh in that from this sort of from this sort of point of view and um we're given the start of them like of the two astros trying to talk here um and trying to help agent farnsworth through her grief um but it's very quickly shut down um by olivia being like hey we got a case astrid you got to come with me now um and walter's like all right don't worry agent farnsworth can stay with peter and i i'm sure it'll be great uh uh and we get to go meet our first victim uh and learn more about uh the like crying tears of blood that's happening and everything that's sort of going on with them here walter's like who wants eggs yeah who wants eggs that's for sure uh we have peter on the case now as well uh is new at this point right like this is sort of the first time that peter's actually been on the case with um yeah where I... he hasn't been like a prisoner we'll say uh i feel like they learned from last episode where David, is this a Christmas wish list? <laughs> oh no, wait, no, it's like in a European language. <laughs> you know English oh, no. is one of those European languages. Oh no, UK English. I can't listen to this. <laughs> no, I mean sorry, it's in a Nordic language. <laughs> that sounds even better, David. Is it? This looks Look at the oh, back no. of the box. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is in like Swedish or something. Keep going, Anyways. keep going, keep going. <laughs> We're trying to make a little bit of progress. Well, no, it uh, audio is in English, subtitles are in Swedish, Norwegian, Finnish, and Swe- uh, Swiss. Anyways, um, the the French team needs to bring the body back so that Walter can actually do um, a proper autopsy. Uh, they're not going to be able to determine any. Uh, and we have um, Agent Farnsworth kind of looking over the shoulder and figuring out the dynamic that like Astrid sort of serves on this side um, and sort of gives us a little bit of like it, it doesn't matter the universe like we kind of like slightly shit on, the, on Agent Farnsworth in terms of just being like yep you're just a machine for them but like the way that they're treating Astrid in the blue universe here as well is very much just as as Agent Farnsworth points out basically just Walter's stand-in yeah. Um, oh yeah because Astrid's and, like you you are Walter right now or sorry, yeah. Agent Farnsworth is like, you're Walter right now. He sees through you. He talks through you. You cease to be a person. And she's like, yeah. I guess so. This is a disturbing conversation. 
I hadn't thought of it like that. I don't <laughs> like thinking of it like that. I'm going to stop thinking of it like that. <laughs> I like autonomy. Um, but yeah, um, we have French team, you know, taking the body away. Time to go figure out some more stuff. And we start to get our first really weird observer moment of this episode. Because, um, God, the observers be doing weird things this episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure David was slightly confused by as an observer walks out of a, a like just a window. Um, There's the observer. I saw him. Into Got it. <laughs> uh, yep. There, there he is. Faces into existence. Um, says something. Phases back out of existence into the into the window. Um, you can tell that they're the observers are also on the case. Um, back in the lab, they're performing the autopsy. Uh, Agent Farnsworth is doing her best to uh, be a part and be. A, a, another human supercomputer and be able to, you know, no, they don't have to do any research. She knows all of the, like, facts that they need um, as they're, you know, going through starting the autopsy and trying to figure Get a bit more um, discussion, sort of, with Agent Farnsworth as well. A little bit more background here. Uh, before Folivia uh, comes in. And, uh, we have the start of the Walter Folivia um character interaction <laughs> that we're going to have in this episode this is just this episode is full of so many like complex character interactions that are happening which i really enjoyed in this episode but it's also a lot <laughs> yeah like a, a lot happens in this episode even though not a lot feels like it happens like there, there's it's both of those right like that, that wasn't just me yeah did we we skipped over them at the crime scene looking at the body right um mostly yeah, because, well, they bring up a couple of things like what makes a body cry blood. And Walter's like, ah, if the organs were sufficiently liquefied. And I got to tell you, I've been watching House recently. That's not exactly true. There's a lot of shit that can make you cry blood. None of it's good, but does not require organ liquefaction. Doesn't require literal Ebola. Yeah. And Walter's also like, oh, what about the Tears of Ra, a mythical po alchemical potion? That the Egyptians used to euthanize their pets. Yep. <laughs> it's like, of all the things, why, yep. why would they just use it for pets? Because you can't euthanize humans. Well, I, I think it was probably Actually, hard to no, make. Actually, no, they did. They straight up did. Uh... <laughs> well, I assume it was hard to make, and they were just using it because they love their pets so much. Because, you know, those kooky Egyptians and their worshipping of cats. <laughs> Also, just those kooky Egyptians and the fact that, you know, when a pharaoh died, it was like, all right, time to kill a bunch of slaves so they can serve them in the afterlife. Um, apparently, according to real Egyptian mythology, uh, the tears of Ra are actually honeybees. Oh. Interesting. And that doesn't sound like a painless way to die. Death by honeybees? Potentially humans. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. We have awkward interactions starting now as Folivia joins in, and we, I don't know, they do a really good job as well this episode show, showcasing the differences between Folivia and Olivia, um, which I really appreciated. Um, How Folivia's like a giant fucking dork. <laughs> basically. Uh, just very bouncy. Very bouncy, very like, very happy-go-lucky in this episode. Very um, untraumatized despite... as a child. Is I think what you're looking yeah. for? Yeah, I guess. And well, also just 
really unable to, like, really not reading the situation, really not reading the fact, you know, that Astrid is grieving, just walks in and is like, sup, Astrid? And Time to go home. I'm your minder. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and then says hello, says hello to all the fringe, all the fringe agents that, you know, she had uh, deceived into thinking that, that she was Olivia. Like, just a lot of just, yeah, read the room maybe a little bit. <laughs> I also do enjoy um, how they're they're looking at how the the dude died by poisoning, and it's like, hey, all he's got several different chemical compounds in him. They shouldn't really interact with each other, and they're like, so it's, and it was only with him that they would really interact yeah, like this. And they're like, so it's magic, and it's like, no, there's a combination of alcohol that will taste exactly like iced tea, but with this, no one could have really predicted that this would kill him. This kind of seems like they, blind they sort luck. sort of had to just know. Yeah. And they're discussing, like, hey, what the fuck's happening? Blah, 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 blah. And then, um, what are we calling uh, other universe Astrid? Agent Farnsworth. Agent Farnsworth. Agent Farnsworth is like, oh, Deo Ex Machina. It was an act of God. And Walter's like, you're on to it. The only way he could have figured out how to mix these things if he had, if he had seen them already mixed. Which is like, wait, what the fuck are you on about? I, I would have liked Walter to have been like, close, act of God doesn't make sense because I killed God. <laughs> Belly and I got super stoned and I stabbed him. No, I, what, what I wanted Walter to say there was, what I wanted Walter, Walter to say there was just after Astrid goes, Deus Ex Machina, it's just Walter goes, roll a d20. <laughs> just Have you read the Golden Compass series? Yeah, we fucking did that. <laughs> Golden Compass series is based on my acid trip. I traveled back in time. <laughs> Philip Pullman was my bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But then he tried to sell the movie rights, so I had him killed. And made it look like suicide. Complete tangent about the His Dark Material series. Have you got, do you guys care about the series at all or anything? I no, know there's an I've HBO show about it, it now. So it's completely like it starts off like pretty YA, like adventure, like very. Oh, like, yeah, doesn't um, it turn into like Paradise as a world where Christianity doesn't exist? Well, no, it turns out into God is dead and the person we think is God is really pretending and we need to go and kill him. Let us go to literal heaven and wage war. So a little bit more heavy-handed. A little bit more heavy-handed than Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Um, the, literally, the climax of the third book is the two main characters ignoring the battle of the heavens in order to find their innocence. Oh. Oh. All right, then. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yep. Hey, let's cut to All someone right. else finding their innocence in a bottle of gin. Ooh. Oh. That's what I could oh. go for right now. Oh, man, I could go for a lot of gin right now. But yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go drink this gin. Actually, no, I'm not, because I have willpower, and it'll be okay. Uh, and yeah. then uh, our serial killer shows up, and he's like, uh, no, you're going to kill your boyfriend. And then you're gonna kill your, you're gonna ruin so many lives with your drinking before you ruin your own. You're gonna you're gonna uh, kill your boyfriend drunk driving. Your brother's gonna try and save you from your addiction, but that's his, gonna ruin his marriage, alienating his entire family. She's like, no, I can see the future, and he's like, bitch, I can. Now breathe this in. Don't worry, I know how to stop that. It involves just murdering you right now. Think about all the people that I'm saving by killing you right now. 
And so he does. Before you've done anything wrong. Hey, <laughs> hey, they made a fantastic movie proving exactly how good this point is. It's called Minority Report. <laughs> Thought crime. Just don't do a think crime and you'll be fine. Uh, yep. There's a yep. good anime about that as well. Um, Psychopath. Oh, yeah. I should watch that. I heard very good things about it. It's, it's good. Uh, the second season's not as good, but the third season's pretty okay. And the movie's also okay. <laughs> uh, let's, let's cut back into the lab at this point. Uh, I believe so. As, yep, we're cutting back into the lab where Walter is continuing to be very angry at Folivia. Uh, and being like, here, I kept all your stuff. Um, take it back now. I don't. Yeah, uh, they really. As, as Walter plays the angry ex. Yeah, uh, they really make it weird with Walter and Folivia breaking up. Oh, yeah, it's. <laughs> More than like a betrayal. It is, it is very much, um, Folivia broke up with Walternet, um, Walternet wasn't over it, um, and Folivia's come back a couple months later completely over it, and it's like, oh man, didn't realize all of this was still happening for you. Yeah, and he's like, oh hey, that stupid silver lockbox that has sneaky spy stuff, that's the only thing I couldn't Here. get open. And she's like, ah ha ha, yeah, sure, but gets interrupted when, um, Peter and... Astrid arrive at the crime scene and it's like oh look she's bleeding from her eyes get a DNA sample because we'll need it to figure out what random combination of toxins killed her but but don't worry Peter's already on the case we don't need a Walter anymore uh, <laughs> as Peter's able to say all the things five seconds earlier almost like you know he's his son uh knows all the things um you know that yeah, IQ we, we have almost another as high as weird Walters. character interaction of this episode where you now Walter's un- upset with Peter for the first time for just like other things other than existing. Um, so yeah, again, more character interactions. Um, but body gets transported back. We're back in the lab. Uh, we have angry and upset Walter uh, now examining the body after sending um, and and trying to and you know getting a little bit more character growth between walter and agent here well and agent farnsworth too is like you're mad at your son and walter's like he's not my son and astrid's bait or farnsworth is like just because he's from a different timeline doesn't make him not your son right well doesn't she like say like wouldn't it be easier if you just pretend like he is your son or something it, yeah, and Walter's it's like, almost like hmm. it's almost like Agent Farnsworth is struggling with something with with issues between her and her father. Yeah. Also, issues apologies there. for being so quiet for a bit. I heard the loudest crash in the fucking world and had to go investigate. What What did your cat do? Oh, uh, he just did, jumped did off the desk. It's fine. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, did Echo go find a wrecking ball? And your upstairs is just gone. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. He didn't pull a Miley Cyrus or anything. would have been pretty cool though oh no here Uh, he comes um uh, where are we in this episode Astrid is telling something to fucking Walter about hey be nicer to your son or fake son or alternate dimension son basically that um basically that we're 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 on autopsy number two right now and then and then Um, Bolivia is also like hey Olivia look at how cute Peter is He's, would and, you smash? And like, yeah, I'd it's smash. all yours. <laughs> I'd let him smash so hard that I'd get pregnant and not tell anyone. 
Uh, I bet you Lincoln would propose to me then. <laughs> well, cause God, you... there's a line from here that I'm waiting for you guys to fucking jump on that's right in this scene. Uh, wait, do you mean where Olivia's like, nah, not really my type. Probably yours, though. And then Olivia's like, nah, turns out I like the nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that line. Because <laughs> that turns was amazing. Out, I, heard that, I heard that line and I went, uh-oh. <laughs> What do you mean? Uh oh! It's just—it's just validating all of our like this episode. Even though Lincoln's very much not in it, every line is a feel like is validating our hatred of him. That's—that's <laughs> like, that's why. Uh oh! They're calling him a nice guy. He's going to go steal some children. You know. <laughs> just, just uh. Both versions oh. of Lincoln. Trash. Uh. Absolute trash. <laughs> Trash, trash people. No. Trash people, reprehensible no. garbage people. <laughs> all Gable, all infinite versions of Lincoln are bad people. <laughs> In some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Alright, let's swap over to the TSA now, guys. Let's, let's get angry with I, the TSA I bet you, I bet you, again. in a different universe, Lincoln's a TSA agent. And he's the worst TSA agent, which is He's like, just super high on the power trip. And he's like, like, I get to control who gets to bring toothpaste on a plane. Like being the shittiest turd in the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Let's 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 head let's head to airport security, um, where we see our serial killer now, you know, being just a normal TSA agent. As he checks all these people, um, and is holding up the IDs and looking down at the like weird blue rod that you know we haven't mentioned yet, but it, it exists there. Um, Do you think the actual TSA got upset at this episode for implying that a TSA agent could easily become a serial killer because they get sensitive credentials shown to them every day? That would involve so. too much self-reflection. <laughs> uh. But hey, look, we found out how our serial killer is finding all of his victims. I don't know why I'm being so harsh against TSA today. I mean, they deserve it, but like... (laughs) What did the TSA do to you recently, David? Absolutely nothing, as they've always done. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's focus. Let's focus back to uh to to buddy who doesn't have time for anything who's now going to die because our TSA agent has found him um, as he makes his way into a parking garage and is about to die because you know buddy has found him. Yeah, he's on the uh, phone. He's very angry about it. He's like, "I missed my fucking flight, and now you're giving me this all this attitude. Why don't you call me back when I can stomach you?" And he hangs up. Yep. He goes to get in. I assume his rental car. If this is not his city that he's supposed to be. No, this is a city. Is it? Yep. Oh. Okay. He w- he didn't he missed his flight, David. He was supposed to fly across the country, but he's back where he is. I thought he was to, in the wrong like... city and he was flying home. Uh, I didn't get that, but okay. it, it might be that. Which, whichever. Matter. Either really, way, it yeah. doesn't matter. It does not it matter. matter. So um, he tries to get into his we... car, TSA agent, serial killer shows up and is like, Hey, you're gonna c- c- crash your car and you're gonna like, break your spine and you're gonna be in endless suffering for the rest of time but don't worry i'm here to help you and he whips out his like spray device and dude who's about to get sprayed does a smart move and just attacks him and then tries to run the fuck holds away. up the briefcase yep I, I like to i like to think that this man unlike charlie and i knows to hold his breath at all times <laughs> uh <laughs> 
Oh, Gazuntai. Just have fun finding that. <laughs> Fuck you. That's making the just... that's making the episode. <laughs> what about that one? I'm, I'm I'm just imagining I'm just imagining the uh, like. Uh, the the sort of like D and D talk of like a, a man comes up and approaches you. I hold my breath. He starts talking to you. I continue holding my breath. You pass like, out. He says that he's going to spare <laughs> spare your life. I put up my briefcase. It's just like all right, roll me a con save to hold your breath. <laughs> I only I always hold my breath when I'm talking to someone. It's like how do you talk with them? I don't. <laughs> but hey, it doesn't help this guy because he throws up his briefcase, holds his breath, and runs away, and then immediately gets hit by another car. And sh- fucking shatters his spine. <laughs> Serious. Again, why do people in Fringe have no chill while driving? Like, bus drivers, people in underground parking garages? Like, there's no need to be going that fast. Come on. But yeah, the Fringe team manages to, like, talk to this guy. And he's like, yeah, he had some sort of blue rod. And he would look into it. um, Like a fortune teller. Uh, he was a TSA agent. And so... Well, he, he doesn't like, know oh. he's a TSA agent. Or Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he doesn't remember that yeah. at this point. But he mentions the um, airport, which I think tips him off, and he's like, oh, but I wish he had killed me. I don't want to live my life in this chair. Well, because he knows what's going to happen to him. I mean, he's but like, like, oh, yep. The- could, you, could you not take steps to be like, try to be more positive about this experience? Charlie, he's going to a group home where the owner of the group home or like the, the like head of the group home is a mean, like is not a very nice person, as this guy puts it, which means he's abusive. Um, and your body won't be and, found for 10 days, which like, I think yeah. is the most important body, part of why that. Why wouldn't you request yeah. to be put in a different group home? <laughs> because <laughs> he, doesn't he doesn't know which group home it is. Maybe that's he's, what gets him they're in gonna the go, yeah, we're assigning- home. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're gonna assign him. They're gonna assign him to a group home. And he's gonna go. Wait, can you assign me to a different one from that? I'm worried about that one. They're like, all right, here you can have choice number two, which turns out to be the terrible one. Okay, but that would also mean that in the original timeline, where he gets paralyzed, still he gets assigned to that one choice number two. Two as the first choice? Listen, you've watched Futurama. You go back in time, you start messing around things, you become your own grandfather. Who knows what happens? <laughs> uh, but it's okay, because Fringe figures all this out, and they're going to go track this guy down in the most environmentally friendly way possible. Because they're <laughs> in an electric Nissan. Fucking, I love that. I love that so goddamn much. Like, out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead because I I need to I need to bring it up, but yeah, they're in a fucking Nissan Leaf. Going 2012 to... Nissan Leaf. <laughs> back back when people were afraid that electric cars were going to be too silent, so we had to add ren- like engine rev noises well, to them. Well, wasn't it because that, people that is kept a getting real hit by Priuses? I know. Like, that, yes, I, I don't they, think that they was were. they thought. I think that was, so was this was after people did get hit by electric cars. Yeah. They went. I just remember that making the news, and it was just—it was so funny. (laughs) The real story was with Harley Davidson and their electric motorcycle, where people went, "I don't like how this doesn't have an engine noise," and so they added a speaker to it, and you can set what engine noise you want. So you can have it be the classic Harley sound, or you can have it be a jet turbine. (laughs) 
Anyways, um, let's go back to the lab real quick. Can, can, um, can I get an anyways counter for Nick this episode? <laughs> God. Yes, David, you're editing. You can. Oh, fuck uh, that. <laughs> counters don't work so um, good in audio format. I'm just going to put a ding noise. No, there's, yeah, there's just a ding every time that I ding. say the, the, the sacred word. It's going to go ding and then be like, 42. <laughs> like the game trailer's voice announcer. Just to keep it going anyways, uh, back to the lab where um, we have uh, the Astrid's talking and we have Folivia talking with Walter. We're getting some more um, background. We get some more sort of interactions between the two before um, Agent Farnsworth is looking through and goes, hey, uh, I'm pretty sure I know the connection between all these people. Uh, they all flew out of um, whatever this, air- like, you know, whatever this thing is. They all visited this place. and They're like, oh, that's an airport. Um, and she's like, ah, cool. But, like, you know, they they all went on different days and things. How can you be sure that there's a connection there? Well, um, they're probably screened by the same TSA agent. What's a TSA agent, by the way? Also, what, what are those? Why would you have them? Also, can I have more of this coffee? We've never had yes. coffee. I'm not important Ooh. enough to get coffee. Coffee is very rare and expensive, which is... Can I take oh. back over, like, can I take back over, like you know, two, three kilos of, of, of this thing, I could sell that for so much money. <laughs> like, really, why isn't that a trade agreement? Like, hey, we'll supply your world with coffee. You give us advanced technology. Please give us science guns. <laughs> How much for science guns? Well, no, not even coffee. Hey, we'll supply you guys with some sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, because they don't have any sheep. <laughs> Hey, do you want? Nah, they're gonna bring sheep over. They're gonna instantly die from whatever killed them. Right. Also, also having there be a slightly larger world coffee supply is definitely just a um, it is definitely not something that's gonna like go on a bunch of radars. If they're like, oh, by the way, we found some sheep again, everyone's gonna be like, no, no, you didn't. Well, How? No, the government's no. been working extensively, and they Jurassic Parked some sheep. Don't ask questions. Listen, we don't know what caused the sheep to die. It could have been horrific. We do, though. It was an air thing. <laughs> yeah, but yes, like, they could have an turned... an air thing. <laughs> they could have turned into, like, giant monsters. What Fringe, Fringe doesn't show us is the kaiju battles that happened when all the sheep <laughs> mutated into giant monsters. <laughs> But yeah, they just they just Pokemon sword and shielded it. No, and they just all it's uh, full Godzilla. had Gigantamax or Gigantamax it's, forms. It's full Godzilla. Astra's gonna see a trailer for Godzilla and go wait. Wait, I didn't thought the sheep thing didn't happen here. Why? Why are your sheep like? Why are your sheep not as fuzzy as ours? <laughs> Where do like, your oh, sheep you have had, four did, legs? Did, and did one it happen head. to lizards for you guys instead? Do you not have geckos anymore? <laughs> Man, that doesn't seem as bad as the giga sheep we had to fight. How's how's your dodo farming going on over there? You guys still have Japan? It wasn't conquered by the sheep? <laughs> they, they want us to call it the land of the rising bah. That's their dark secret. The sheep didn't die off. They mutated into a sentient and sapient race. <laughs> they conquered Japan. <laughs> But yeah, uh, oh, no. Peter and Olivia go to the airport and they track down Neil Chung, who is the TSA agent, and they're watching and Peter makes eye contact with him, which, like public transit, don't make eye contact with people at the airport. 
because Neil's like, oh shit, time to run. And goes behind. Let me just look at let me just look at the, the glowing stick that tells me the future. Oh, time to go. Yeah. And <laughs> Olivia and Peter are like, he's running, let's go. And then this other fucking TSA agent stops him and is like, Oh, hey, you don't have credentials to go beyond this point. I'm like, yes, they fucking do. They're FBI agents. They outrank you. Well, Olivia goes FBI, and then the TSA agent goes, Well, Oh, I'm a useless TSA agent. <laughs> I do really appreciate with Astrid saying what is a TSA agent that they definitely don't have them in uh, in Red Universe. Maybe Red Universe is the like, good universe after all. I mean, David, the... are you telling me that communism was right all along? Yes. <laughs> and... Also, there's no yeah, proof that Red Universe is the commies. We've had this discussion. <laughs> right. Red universe. Right. Yes. Red universe and blue universe. Remember. There's nothing weird about that at all, Charlie. <laughs> nothing at all. There's red on the American flag and on their politicians' hands. <laughs> There's red on every politician's see, hand. See, 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 but Charlie, when when I say, when when we go back to the 70s and someone says the reds, who are they talking about? And I know who you're going to say, and not them. <laughs> the, the filthy Chinese. Wait, what? What? <laughs> Why? What? <laughs> what? I thought you were going to talk about Native Americans, but okay. No, because oh, I'm God. not a racist, Nick. <laughs> Charlie only cheered for the Washington football team after the name change. Hey, that is the name of and my fantasy hockey team. Cincinnati has a... Has a... <laughs> Such a Charlie doesn't believe that Cincinnati has a baseball team either. Sorry, Cincinnati? Do you mean Cleveland? No, Cincinnati is... Isn't it the Cincinnati Reds for the baseball team? Yeah, but that's not a reference to Native Americans. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's just right. red. Maybe Nick's the racist. <laughs> uh, maybe I am. I don't know, man. I, I don't know at this point. This episode's been weird. <laughs> Nick, do you, Anyways, do you believe let's Let's just move on to MIT now. Do you, if I had a dream where if you could believe if the dream. <laughs> where right. he could wish MIT, it, you could do sure. anything. You're my special friend. Uh, all right. We're losing our mind, Nick. Come on. <laughs> MIT, MIT guys. Like um, how it's mine they, when found we out... share one. We share. So, we have so while, three brain cells total, and Nick has all of them right now. <laughs> all right. So if if we go back to Neil, they might have lost him in the. Uh, they might have lost him in the airport because TSA is TSA. But you know, at the very least, they were able to get his credentials because you know he was working there. Um. So they're able to go. Oh yeah, no, that's Neil Chung. Um. Let's let's go find out where he previously worked. Huh, kind of weird he used to work at MIT. All right, let's go see what they're talking about. Um, we get the whole backstory with him. Um, and He was a brilliant man. more about Neil. Who wanted like, to all flatten space and time and view time simultaneously. Man, we've never heard of bald people doing that before. Who mentioned bald people? Yep. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Man, isn't it crazy that then he went and like started like he he went up to for like a retreat at this cabin and he like came back and like man differential equations that they solve everything. Uh, and they're like, wait, he went to his cabin and they're like, yeah, like where was his cabin? 
Peter obviously is very suspicious once he's brought up the seeing through time. And the dude's like, <laughs> you know. Like a lake house. A lake house. Right near Laden Rake. <gasps> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, the suspect's Asian. You don't need to make fun of him. Because right. he's at Laden Rake. <laughs> yep, to to Raiden Lake they go um, to go and find the suspect. But first, Nissan Leaf. Um, yeah, but first, Nissan Leaf. <laughs> All right, on the road now. Let me flip down so we can see the Nissan logo. Doesn't she like From pull the out the port. charger as yeah. well and shit? Oh my oh, god, yeah. it's such a ridiculous scene. It's so good. The sick camera pan around the car as well. It is. I I think I, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think this is my favorite fringe car placement that we've had so far. Is it like no straight up? I no, think no. it's my favorite. The, the Ford Sync ones are always good. No, the best one is still the dude in the cold open pulling in reverse with the lightning in the highways. Just very smoothly driving back with the low Ford logo. So, so, so we are we are time. also all forgetting. We we are also completely forgetting about end of season two. Um, oh, with Walternet, with Walternet, and they're discussing a band, and they're just in a car, and you get all the wide like landscape shots of them driving a car, and look the logo. Well, that was a deleted scene, though. To be fair, what I don't know. Yeah. Parts of that weren't deleted. But when they mentioned the fake band and stuff, that was all deleted scene. That's that's fair. Yeah. Um Now I I I think I'm I'm gonna say I think this is my favorite one because they're not even driving in this one, and yet it is so obviously a car placement. <laughs> hey Ford, so, get at uh, us if no. you wanna sponsor us. We'll take some cars. We'll even <laughs> take two cars. Nick doesn't need one. <laughs> wow. Nick already has a car. Hey, hey Nissan, um if you want to sponsor us with the Nissan Leaf, um sure, Charlie and David don't need one. Um but I I, I got you guys. Uh, <laughs> this is yes. my absolute Nissan Leaf. This is my absolute favorite car ad in a in a 2010s TV show. Cuz the entire plot we'll just watch stops that later. and the, she's like, "Oh, look, my car's so smart it parks itself." And everyone else is like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is going on?" And it's amazing. Like if you think the fringe ones are bad, Anyways. watch that one. Oh, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. Anyways, um, let's swap over to actual character building now between uh, um, Astrid and Agent Farnsworth, um, as we sort of get into the meat, meat and potatoes as to why Agent Farnsworth came over here, um, and we sort of see the disconnect. Um, and they very much never use the word autism in this episode, right? Like they they never say it. That is correct. Yeah. They 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 never say it, but it is. Yeah. Asian Farsworth just goes, "Oh, I I know I don't show emotion, and it's hard, but like, would my father have loved me more if I was more normal?" And you're like, "Oh God, I." It's very yeah. heartfelt, but. As always, I don't know how I feel about autistically coded characters who refuse to say they're autistic. It's yep. It's a very complicated feeling I have about it. Just because it's like it feels like there's they want to go deeper into things, but they are so afraid of putting the label on it. Like I don't know how I feel Amen. about it really. This was also in the time before like th this was just before autism. Uh, like autistic diagnoses 
became a lot better or more accurate. But this was still during rife during the time of television of like the autistic detective trope or shit that's still going on to this day. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's why they yes. never they were coded. They never said it because they they didn't want to because it still had that such like harsh negative connotation. Yeah, I just I just don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, that's that's completely fair. One of the yeah, one of the nasty things about that is it's like yeah the. By completely avoiding saying that at all, they're keeping it as taboo like a bad, and like bad, a bad yeah. word. I mean, like they're keeping it as taboo. They're all like, um, and they're making it again. This was also before sorry. like more of the the spectrum diagnoses, but they're all coded the exact same as like emotionally shut down, unable to form personal connections, which isn't accurate in the least. Mm-hmm. Like the. It can certainly be for people who are like heavy on the spectrum. Yes, that that could that that there are from the people who have that experience as well. But it's it is a spectrum, and there are lighter or heavier cases. And it's just yeah, like, but it's just every single one has the exact same set of criteria. Mm-hmm. It's just checking off. It's just like it's yep. checking off text boxes. It's check boxes. They have their list of things to get their yeah. character to do, and they're like, Agent okay, they're Farnsworth properly. ticks off three boxes. She's black. <laughs> she's a woman. And she's possibly autistic. Mm-hmm. There's no, 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 four. Um, she's also got um colored hair. <laughs> yeah, but that's a detriment. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta re-listen to that song, the Ramona Flowers song. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Anyways, to Raiden Lake we go. Um, where once again, man, it's such a sh- such a shame that everyone leaves their doors unlocked. You know, normal police work makes you feel real confident about the police. <laughs> um, as the the door was unlocked, so you know, in they went, still trespassing. As you Wait, know, police officers. No, Olivia, Olivia is all set to pick the lock. Olivia picks the lock and then goes, "Man, it's such a shame that everyone uh, oh, leaves their doors see, unlocked." Oh, you were being unhelpfully vague in the context of the episode recap. Is what happened. Yeah. Nick's ah, the unhelpful same. one in this episode recap <laughs> situation. Uh, yep. Shame on you, Nick, so for unhelpful. being unhelpful. Shame on me for trying to carry through on this episode. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, they go through and there's a whole bunch of math on one wall and then a whole bunch of my brother died in a car accident. And, and a bunch of God on the other wall. Yeah, mixed um, in with a bunch of God on the other wall. And it's like, and oh, a, okay. And a bunch of like... Uh, pictures and news articles about like uh joan of arc and gandhi and different like mayors saviors and, like, savior characters um and we we and they're like all right i guess this guy thinks he's saving people yeah. um and they look that's... at a photo of him and his mother presumably and then we cut to a boston apartment where he puts the blue rod in a, a safe and pulls out a gun it's like i would take the blue rod actually like it's just mace that kills people but yeah, and well, no the the blue no the blue rod is how he sees yeah, the future. Yeah, the blue he rod has is... an aerosol spray oh, okay. um, for the other thing. Yeah. But yeah, and then his mom's like, "Wait, what are you doing? Where are you going? Why are you here to say bye? What the fuck is going on? I just want to watch my soaps." <laughs> and then he's like, yep. "Listen, I already told that's, you where I'm yep. going, where I belong." And she's like, "That's not a fucking answer." <laughs> Like, I know what you said all those nights, days, all those years ago, the night of the accident when my brother died. You cried to God that you, they took the wrong son. And she's like, uh, well, fuck, Uh-oh. I did say Uh-oh. that. 
this is this is once again one of those things of parents going, "Uh oh, kid was not supposed to hear that." This is uh oh, spaghetti. I'm glad I scarred them for life. He's I like, spilled it's all cool. my beans. <laughs> He's like, "It's cool." God, let me see the future now. And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> As he pulls out the gun after seeing, you know, Peter, Peter and uh, Olivia arrive in their Nissan Leaf. Um, <laughs> they he almost, them, saving he the almost didn't detect them coming because the, the car man. was so quiet. And he's like, damn, I what know. a nice car. <laughs> it's, good to, it's good to know that who I'm going to die by drives electric. <laughs> uh, Reduce is the carbon a, footprint of my death. It's a savvy consumer. <laughs> um... But yeah, um, we have him sort of give his last speech of being like, yep, um, I figured out how I can go to heaven. I got to be a savior. Um, I went and saved some people's lives, but now it's my time. Um, uh, you know, don't worry, mom. I'll, I'll see you later. Um, as Olivia breaks in and he, he performs the best version of suicide. Suicide by cop, because then it's okay in God's eyes. Uh, yep. Right? That's how that works? Oh, hey, listen, apparently I'm not religious. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But yeah, he, he falls dead in his mother's lap after being shot by Olivia after pointing his gun at her. And they're like, ah, oh, he couldn't kill himself because then he wouldn't get into heaven. Suicide is a sin. So he needed you to kill Suicide's him. Suicide's a sin. And like also murder is but... a sin though. So like, <laughs> <laughs> No, listen, he saved them. That's different. <laughs> yeah. Listen, think about all the people that you know, he saved or all the suffering that he stopped. You know, that's that's fine. I mean, again, to quote Brooklyn Nine Nine, cool motive, still murder. <laughs> no, no, Re- he got enough. You can positive... stop. You can stop all suffering from someone just by murdering them on the spot. <laughs> Any future suffering that they're gonna have, you've removed by just murdering them. Yeah, like easy, I'm sure right? the good place people were tracking all of his numbers and were like, "Yep, <laughs> that's right." He's he's like, the one guy. I, I'm pretty sure. In. I'm I'm pretty sure that a serial killer. If you determine that they were going to have more suffering than happiness for the rest of their life, what they did was justified, right? Like, that's how it works. If you can see through time, <laughs> he just doesn't see anything after well, his no. death. Does he not go, hmm, maybe I should rethink some things? <laughs> well, well, no, I like, I like the idea of just court of law has changed. If you are able to certifiably prove that someone was going to suffer more for the rest of your, their life, you're off the hook for murder. anyways yeah that's that's what i got from this episode so they wheel him out and olivia is basically like hey peter you're kind of cute i mean cool i guess as long as you're stuck in this timeline (laughs) it's not it's like ah cool all right it's not awkward and she doesn't blush the whole time while looking at her feet do you want to get me pregnant and then leave and then lincoln can propose (laughs) to me (laughs) and he's like what the fuck are you talking about she's like nothing it's stupid never mind (laughs) There's a dream I had. I, I can I can get some red hair if you need it. <laughs> I'll go I'll go figure out who dies for Olivia's hair. What do you mean it's a wig? Get me one of those wigs. It looks good. What do you What do you mean it's a wig? Just like can I borrow it for a little bit? But yeah, back at the lab, uh, Agent Farnsworth is ready to go home, and she offers a handshake to Walter, and he's like, "Nope, you're getting a hug." And Asian Farsworth is entirely like, I don't understand what's happening. But this is <laughs> but, it's okay. but this is okay. This is nice. And Bolivia runs in and she's like, I got my silver lockbox open. You want to see what's in it, Walter? Candy. 
Cause I'm a human too. See, <laughs> it's not cyanide. Try one. And Walter's like, ah, in exchange, you can have some red licorice. It's totally not laced with LSD. Try one. Dude, mint for licorice is such a shit trade. <laughs> Bolivia wins that trade every day. Is it? Licorice is so much better is it than Bolivia that it hands the rest of the mints while Walter keeps all of the licorice. I'm pretty sure Walter won this trade. Yeah, as I'm saying, Bolivia lost the trade. I would accept no amount of licorice for mint. I would I would give mints to someone so they don't give me licorice. Red licorice, though, not the even red licorice. Not the I shit hate black all licorice. Stuff that, wow, what's wrong with you? Pulling all peel, licorice is bad. You're bad. You're bad. I'll fucking fight you. <laughs> I, I will say. Shit. I will say one type of licorice. I will say one color of licorice is better than the other, and Charlie is wrong. Nick, um, you're gross, and you David's know opinion it. more. I'll fight you after I'm done with Charlie. <laughs> Man, that's. I just said I respect your opinion more, David, than I respect Charlie. How dare you respect me? <laughs> he respects your opinion well, no, David, more than mine, and he doesn't respect mine, so he respects yours slightly above none. So, so it's important to note that there is not just zero respect, there's negative respect. David's just less negative respect. Uh, All right, you're next. Hey, David, you want to fight Nick together? <laughs> it's the only way we could win. He's a giant. <laughs> We're sure we can get his roommate on our side. Could you? Yeah, probably. Think... Ah, <laughs> uh, don't don't worry. I'll just I'll just go get the cult on my side. Uh... <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. The cult involves some of our friends as well. Don't forget. <laughs> the audience is confused, Nick. This is a joke. Only we get. <laughs> and it's a joke that leave... I'm not sure if I want to explain. Let's leave is the, the context out of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the Astrid say goodbye and Astrid's like this was a fun time we should do it again later and Astrid gives a kindness to uh, Agent Farnsworth by going hey from what you said earlier um, my, my dad is also different um, and we don't really see eye to eye um, but that doesn't stop me from loving yeah, him he's complex and doesn't um, show emotion either but he, I know he loves me and I love him Sometimes you don't need people to verbally tell you that they love you. Just sometimes actions are enough. And then we find out in the next scene, because Bolivia and Astrid, or Agent Farnsworth, go back to the Red Universe. We find out that that was a bold-faced lie in like, the Astrid nicest possible way. Fucking liar is what she is. As Astrid goes, um, goes to visit her dad, and her dad is standing there in a big apron and is like, aw child that i love more than anything come receive this big emotional hug have i told making, you that i love you today you must have I'm, had a rough day at work i love you i'm making your favorite food because i love you so much fucking jesus it's, i just thought it was so, so fucking funny that she just straight up lied well, so I was thinking about it. I was like, "Holy shit, this is gonna fuck up Agent Farnsworth so much worse if she ever figures this out." That I was like, "I guess there's like a very low chance that she will." Like, it's she such a bull-faced fucking lie. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Uh, Listen, I mean... we'll just believe that Astrid was talking. Like Astrid was talking about herself and being like, "Don't worry, Agent Farnsworth. I love you, and I'm sure your dad did too." <laughs> I, that's what was being said here, right? Hey, I mean, speaking of boldface lies, we see two observers in Chung's home going, opening his safe with their magic fingers. 
and they take out they, they, they take out the blue rod and they give it one the one gives it to December and it's like, yeah, this was September's. Uh he did not obey your instructions, and Peter Bishop is back in this timeline. Ooh. Ooh. Like, ah, shit. Spooky. And it's like he lost it in the in Raven probably. Lake when he was saving Peter. Uh, I don't think it's that. I think he just probably like just dropped it. Like, yeah. oops, September's not a very good observer. <laughs> Always losing his I shit. Mean, he's really he's the fucking worst observer. <laughs> he's even worse than the one that died. <laughs> the one that died just fell in love. At least that one accomplished something. Yeah, <laughs> the one that died just fell in love, and like because he was so good at watching her. September just like bungles up watching people. <laughs> I was watching this yep, dude. That is the second and time. And he heard me. Wait, how? Oh, I was distracted. Wait, you mean you didn't just phase back into the wall at that point like a fucking idiot? <laughs> um, the glyph for this episode spells out empath, which who the fuck knows what that means? Well, like I know what it means, but I don't know what it means in the context of this episode. Uh, and observers were fucking everywhere. Yeah, just just everywhere. Yeah. All right, David. We we do have a next episode, and I think this one is fine. this one is good. All right, yes. hit me. All right, so David. If you remember back to last episode, I've got no fucking clue where it occurs, <laughs> but it does occur in it. Um, we are probably on a street somewhere, and there's a thrift shop on that street. What do you think the name of that thrift shop? The is? Observer. No. Seeing no. through time. Um. No. Savior. <laughs> the blind First spot. Of all, it's not in English. <laughs> Ironside. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fucking leap and a half. Um, it is not in English, but it is in French. Well, how uh, the English, fuck was I supposed angels... to guess that? In English, though, it is Angels of Mercy. Fine. Fine. <laughs> the dude specifically refer- refers to himself as an angel in this episode and takes the serial killer mantle of an angel of That's death. That's why on. I said fine. <laughs> he he thinks that he's giving people mercy as an angel here. Uh, where's the observer? Oh, wait, no, he's in the fucking episode. <laughs> where's September, though? That's the real question. Is September in this episode? We got other observers. He was in the last episode. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe September is just in the background of one of them, like watching yeah. this a little bit, just going, just shitting his pants. Just like, ah, shit, they know. <laughs> <laughs> Observing the observers and seeing them follow the, the blue glowy rod, just going, ah, shit, I need that back. <laughs> Fuck, if I had that, Uh-oh. I could have seen this coming. <laughs> No wonder I had to go look at every goddamn timeline. <laughs> go warn Olivia. I only looked at four, but like I'm pretty sure stick. she dies at every one. So there's you know. only four timelines, right? <laughs> Could you imagine if we discovered parallel universes and someone's like, "So there's an infinite number," and they're like, "Nah, there's like seven. <laughs> That'd be very upsetting. That's also a future like joke. Idea. Uh, I like the idea of there's if there is that there is at maximum four. So if something like some more dominant event happens that like creates an alternate universe, one of the other ones has to die for it to and occur. It's all because of the same dude, <laughs> Jeff. God damn it, Jeff! 
Uh, all right as that's that's something one of that's something my roommate has been yelling constantly due to still not being able to get into overwatch <laughs> yeah what the fuck is up with that <laughs> there was a patch today that was supposed to help with sighted stuff so just real quick tangent tangent um audience if you're still listening overwatch is a shit game um, don't play it yeah the, first of all that um but second of all um my roommate has been trying to play overwatch on his main account and can't because of some authentication error he can play on his secondary account uh i, um, I think which he, is i think he, mean, he can play on his friend's account which is fine because he only has one account <laughs> he has literally told people like he has literally he told only has one account <laughs> Anyways, yes, you're right. He only has one account. Um, but he tried on my account. Um, that's that's what we'll say. Um, <laughs> and that one worked completely fine. Um, however, um, he has... Um, there was a patch that, was, that came out today that was supposed to fix some authentication errors, and it still doesn't work for him. He still can't use... He still can't play Overwatch on that account. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just broken forever. Um, what I find particularly funny is that he, he's been go, like going back and forth playing phone tag as well with, um, like blizzard reps to try and figure this well, out. Then they were like, um, Oh, this isn't a- <laughs> off like five minutes of, sorry, go off of five minutes of Googling. I found, um, his specific problem occurs about every six months for like a random group of people. Um, and it's just literally like, yep. Um, a patch will come out at some point and you'll, it'll work again. <laughs> well, they were also like, this isn't an issue that can be resolved over the phone well yeah because it isn't well, also it but like then they, they said having... hey we're gonna call you well, it sounds like they were having technical issues as well with their like yeah no th- they literally couldn't call him uh, <laughs> it was it was a beautiful saga um <sighs> oh man tech support anyways sucks. episode ratings episode uh, rating yes david uh, you go i don't know this was a pretty good episode um i liked all the astrid deep dive stuff um the fringe stuff was cool it's connecting to the observers again i think i'll give this a solid uh 3.5 uh, yeah i'll give this one hey, akiva wrote it a uh, 3.5 i think is one of the lowest that we've given an akiva episode yeah. uh, i have no iq right now dude <laughs> <laughs> this one this one is good for the astrid agent farnsworth interactions just because i think it's the most dramatically different we've had two alternate universe characters interacting with each other aside from Walternate and Walter. Wait, wait, wait. I want I want to change my rating to four because I just remembered how much this episode shits on Lincoln. <laughs> it doesn't even though. <laughs> Which does it just shits isn't on, two throwaway. It leaves lines. the door open. It leaves the door open for David to shit on which Lincoln, is, which is does all does also he remind needs. me of the fact that Akiva also hates Lincoln because the last Akiva episode also was really anti-Lincoln. Yeah, Akiva really doesn't write Lincoln any role. God it's damn! All, oh, no. it's all fitting together. Poor Lincoln. I'm sorry, Lincoln. Sorry, what was your number rating, Charlie? Uh, three and a half. It's more. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. The entire like TSA agent checking people's IDs at the gate to kill them feels weird. And I don't know if I love or hate the fact that he's so incompetent at it that a dude with a briefcase gets away temporarily. Even though he can see through time. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Yep. Listen, he could only see one timeline at a time right now. Uh, Timelines? Are those different from time lemons? That's what's happening here. You know, when time gives you lemons, make time lemonade. (laughs) 
When times make when 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 time gives you limes, make a blue stick. <laughs> See through time's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Go strangle time for for the bullshit of giving you limes. No one wants that limeade shit. Uh, uh I'm. I'm going to also give this a three and a half. Um, this is a fine episode. Um, there are parts of this episode that make me worried. Other than that, this episode is fine. Um, cool. Worried that Lincoln's abducting uh, kids. Uh, <laughs> I'm worried about many things from this episode. How much it makes you guys hate on Lincoln is one of them. Don't Lincoln's you hate Lincoln? No, because I can't at this point. You guys shit on him too much. I just feel bad for him. He's, He's a fictional fucking you guys keep character. Kicking. Look look at the puppy dog eyes as you guys just kick him on the ground. He, well, he should stop moving in on his partner's dead wife then. Puppy dog eyes just keep getting bigger. Listen, if, you guys start if a aiming puppy's for the face. cucking me, I'm still going to kill it. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> it doesn't matter that it's a puppy. <laughs> I think this raises bigger issues um, of is David um, fucking a dog or is this puppy fucking David's uh, partner? Um, I have so many concerns right now. <laughs> Who's committing the bestiality in this scenario, so, David? I need to know. I'm I'm so concerned. Are you dating a dog fucker or are you Why? the dog fucker? And this puppy has simply moved in on your quote unquote bitch <laughs> David in both of these situations the best thing to do is just leave whatever weird relationship you're in literally no answer there is kill the puppy it is get away literally none of the answers are kill the puppy all of the answers are run away as fast as you can I'm crying <laughs> well stop crying you have an outro to read <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. This time especially, I can only apologize and thank you so much for continuing to listen to this show. Um, Yeah, if you like this for some reason, feel free to give us a like or review on your podcasting service of choice, be that iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Um, If you want to contact us, about anything we've said today, please don't contact us about other episodes. Maybe um, you can. If you want to debate David about uh, about you know a puppy cucking him, uh, go right ahead. I want to see that on Twitter really badly. Always, David, what's the Twitter again? I always forget what a harsh word "cuck" is. It's like such, such a guttural sound. It's great. Um, yeah, you can tweet at us at forsaf. That's f o u r s a a f. Or you can send us an email, um, forsaf at gmail.com, spelled the same way. Uh, listen, at this point, if you send us an email, I'm definitely fucking reading it while we're recording. So, like, be the first one, I guess. <laughs> um, family members not, not included. <laughs> there is. Or, or alts of us. We're, we're not allowed to just send an email with, with a fake name. Yes. Don't do that either. What if it's a real name? What if I send an email <laughs> to us as me? Send, if you send, Charlie, if you send me an email as Lincoln complaining about how much we dunk on him, I'll read that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not up to writing fan well, no, fiction no, no. Just, today. Just call it LincolnLover69 at gmail.com has sent us an email. No, it's clearly uh, Olivia Lover. 
<laughs> What's their ship? Down name? on what one knee for Dunham. Oh God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that's everything. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.